And welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ Podcast. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz. And I'm here with my partner is Jeremy Bruin. And when I'm not laughing at the players that do well every week, you can find me on Twitter at Dynasty Madman. Do you really laugh when players do well? Really? <laughs> Some of them. I mean, it's just like, really? What? <laughs> and Shane Manila. <laughs> Hey now, Shane Manila, also known as the leading scorer in the Baby Bowl this week. Oh, hey. Well, congrats. Were you really? 152.16 points, a comfortable win over Cooper A. Fiasco, Andrew Cooper. <laughs> um, but he was close. He was close. He had 148. Um, yeah, I, I stomped that ass this week. Anyway. <laughs> It wow. is funny, you know, it's so weird to be back into the regular season of football after all these months of just guessing on stuff. So many, well, wait, look, we have some news and then we'll get into some of the topics. But one of the topics was the surprises and the people that really showed up that we had no idea was going to show up. And then some of the people that didn't really show up for us. But before we do that, let's go to the news. And it's brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Hey, so do you already, is your uh, seasonal league already sucking and you realize that you're going to be trash can all month, all year? What you should do is sign up for underdogfantasy.com. Uh, use promo code TRADESHQ um, and you'll get something for that. I don't know what right now. I forget. <laughs> um, but you know what? You can play on best ball. Special award. It's great best ball. Look, if your season, you're on like two leagues and say you just lost Jerry Judy after you had already lost J.K. Dobbins, after you had already lost Michael Thomas and and, and Cam Akers, uh, it's fine. Just go play some best ball. Um, you can win some money this week at underdogfantasy.com. Use promo code TRADESHQ. Oh, so we have injuries already. <laughs> you know, so much stuff happened this weekend, but some of the the big things that really hurt a lot of people's lineups, and now they could go and do best ball games, like you said. But. Yeah, I mean, you might as well just, it's going to happen all year. So just sign up for best ball now and, um, like, just, just play a best. Well, here's what you do, because at least go draft a best ball team or two every week. And at least no matter what happens, you'll have that to look forward to on Monday night, even if you know that your uh, your dynasty teams are trashed uh, that week. Okay, I love well, best ball, man. Well, let's hope. Let's hope that a couple of these injuries did not really derail someone's entire season after week one. But the first one was Jerry Judy getting hurt. Big. Jamie. He sprained. Uh, so he's got a severe ankle sprain. Uh, four to six weeks is the estimated time to return. Look, we play in dynasty leagues. Everybody already owns Tim Patrick and KJ Hamler. Um, if you're playing in any redraft leagues, sure, check your wire for them. Tim Patrick had a touchdown this week. Um, Tim Patrick looks like a, a tight end, man. He is a big dude. He um, uh, that's all I got on that. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> He's a big dude. You're right. I'm not trading for either of those guys. I'm just, you know, and I'm excited for my boy Noah Fant. Um, because that should open up some more opportunities for him because he's an excellent uh, receiver. Albert O, too, man, who tight finished end. just behind Noah Fant, you know, in uh, scoring for tight ends this week. I mean, it, he got some love. And I, yeah, I like KJ Hamler in the absence of Judy, but they have yeah, some what, weapons to Why rebound. was Albert O getting red zone targets and Noah Fant wasn't? Even after Albert O fumbled at the, I believe it was the four yard line. Like, I, I would have thought if that was Bruce Arians coaching that game, um, Albert. Oh, would have been cut immediately. You've never seen him again. <laughs> I think um, they 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 just you know that I'm sure they practice it that way too. I mean, I mean that's how you know. I'm sure both players can do that. But would you want to get Noah Fant hurt in the red zone? <laughs> I mean, yeah, not that he can't play there. I'm just the saying maybe that's part of the reason. I just. Uh, I, just, I don't know. I'm just, it's going to always be a thing because they're going to target. I guess that's going to be the plan, right? They're going to target Albert O in the, the red zone. Yeah, stop. it affects Noah Fant's fantasy value for us stop when that it. happens. I get it. Noah yeah, Fant it. is much superior. I'm tired of coaches being like so smart, like, oh, no, no. This is our special player for this special role. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the only time Albert that makes O's sense, no joke, though, man. He's a good The only player. time that makes sense to me is if it's a 255 pound running back and you're like, well, this is the guy that runs short yardage and one 
one, you know, from the goal line. And you're like, well, that makes sense. He's 255 pounds. I just hate all these, the, the coaches going out of their way to force players on the field that don't need to be there. Um, but Alberto would be good on another roster. He filled in. He, he's great on the Denver roster. He filled in when Fant was injured. And you know, maybe they, maybe he got a lot of love during that time. But I thought he looked good in the highlights that I saw. He looks like a, a top shelf tight end that Alberto. I mean, he we might be talking about this all damn season, man. He <laughs> actually does look very good. Um, the best. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> the best part of it, though, for me was the Teddy Bridgewater factor of that whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Shane just put his hand <laughs> over his eyes. But after all those conversations we had in the off season and those trades I made for like uh, Fab money <laughs> to get him, I mean, here's five bucks. Can I have Bridgewater? <laughs> I did. Well, not five, but it's just, uh, I was very happy to see him with the 264 yards and two touchdowns. It just shows you how bad Drew Locke really is. He probably should stick to rapping on the sidelines. <laughs> Shane's head's bobbing up and down while he's on mute. But uh, uh, well, here's the thing. So for fantasydata.com, um, in case I didn't let anyone know, I, wait, I write the waiver wire uh, targets for the redraft. Um, and hey, if you're looking for a great site to, to sub to, you, you should really think about uh, subbing to fantasydata.com and you use hear. promo code TRADESHQ, um, promo code <laughs> TRADESHQ for fantasydata.com. But I did talk about Teddy, uh, despite the fact that I didn't want to. Um, <laughs> redraft only rostered in 27% of sleeper leagues, 4.77% uh, of ESPN leagues. See, look, he was super efficient, right? 78% 78, uh, completion percentage. Um, he, he, I, I don't like Teddy Bridgewater, but he did what he needed to do. He definitely made Drew look Drew Locke look even worse than Drew Locke looked, which I didn't think was possible because Yeah, an accurate there. quarterback, man. We want that when we have fantasy assets at wide receiver and tight end and you know running backs catching passes. I mean, it, it makes a big difference. Not to say that Teddy Bridge Teddy Bridgewater is gonna light the world on fire in fantasy, but it's nice to have a guy that can get the ball to the receiver for crying out loud. Yeah, and I'm not yep. saying I'm not saying that. Uh, hey, yeah, I'm, I won the season now because I got him. But Jeremy, you know, we've talked about him for a couple months. But my Jameis Winston trades also worked out too. So the Teddies and Jameises oh, that God. I got for like nothing at least looked pretty good in Week One. Everybody seemed to give up on Jameis Winston and not really want him. And and you know, holding a player like that without getting any value, you know that, you know that's never a good thing. You know, you, you think, but if you have a player and you're, you know, you already lost value, sometimes it makes sense to hold on to him. Like, and if you did, he was the fourth highest scoring quarterback this past week behind Jared Goff, which also was surprising. I have to laugh at, at both of those. But Winston, I he looks like the real deal. He looks like he fits right in there in that New Orleans offense. I mean, it's funny when you can see how much different. You can pass the football when you can actually see things with your eyes after LASIK surgery. <laughs> Here's the thing. He threw a touchdown every five dropbacks. So <laughs> I, I don't efficiency. You know what I mean? Like he had 20, he had 20 attempts and he had five touchdowns. So I'm sorry. I'm not great at math. He actually, he, he threw a touchdown once every four, four times he yeah. dropped back. Um, so are you saying that's unsustainable, Shane? Yeah. So I did look it up. Um, the, oh, that no. is a percentage Don't of say that. 25%. Um, <laughs> I looked it up. The season record is actually good old Tommy Thompson way back in 19. It doesn't oh. matter. Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter. He threw for 10.1% uh, touchdown percentage. And the great Aaron Rodgers has never exceeded, I believe it was like 97 Oh, yeah, um, I remember that guy, Aaron Rodgers. It's a shame he's gone. Oh, but no, I, I'm look, so happy. No, never mind. <laughs> you, you can't be. You, you can't be. You can't be upset with Jameis did right. He no, did what he, no, I'm he thrilled. To do. Seriously, I mean, he's got a ton of uh, room to regress for yardage because he only threw for 148 <laughs> passing yards. <laughs> yeah, but 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 he still got the points. And he, no, look, obviously, I don't think he's going to score five touchdowns every week. How about you know, Shane? We know you don't like uh, IDP, but Jeremy. How about Chandler Jones scoring? <laughs> like he broke the record. <laughs> like what happened to your eyes? What'd you just do? Me? Yeah, you. I oh, I got something in my eye. Oh, I thought I you reacted to what I was saying. But what you were saying, Shane, when you were just talking about when when they were talking about Chandler Jones on the internet, I saw them say uh, he's on pace for what? Did, what did they say? 
um, 90 sacks. Or, I don't remember what it was. Some, <laughs> it was some outrageous number because he got Dude, five he sacks in the ass. first game. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I actually did an extrapolation during the game, um, during the first quarter. Oh, yeah. Kyle. For Chandler Jones for the defense. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't think so. At one point, Kyle Pitts was on pace for 149 receptions in the first quarter. Um, but that, that plummeted um, by the time the game was over. Yeah, yeah Chandler – who was it? Chandler Cox? Chandler, Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones definitely had a monster game. I saw that five sacks. I was, uh-huh. I was stoked, man. I was looking for him on my one IDP roster. Um, he's not there. <laughs> of course You not. actually have an IDP roster? Yeah, I got I got roped into one um, analyst charity league. Um, I was going to say, there has to be a good reason for Yeah, this. I was going to say, and he's been yeah. hiding it from us. Um, yeah, I, didn't, exactly. I didn't know, and I joined it. And I was like, <laughs> oh, wait, wait, there's there's something wrong, guys. There's these, what's this, D-E? I'm, I don't <laughs> I'm know. I'm surprised you didn't leave the league. <laughs> Is this ESPN with the OP? I don't understand. Oh, wait a second. Something did happen to me. You know, we were going to talk about these outrageous numbers, but I do want to say one thing for people that are on MFL, because we've talked about these different sites and you like Sleeper and all these kind of things. But something happened this weekend to me that's never happened on MFL. And I checked it out and it will happen if people don't realize this. Um, You know, I was away this weekend for a convention, my brother. So I set my lineup on Wednesday and over the weekend, One of my players, uh, Marcus Peters, he got put on IR. So I put him on my IR and I just picked up another player, whatever. But MFL didn't let me know that I didn't have a full lineup. And it says in the settings that if you don't have a full lineup, it won't let you submit a lineup. But apparently, if you already set the lineup and then you put somebody on IR, it doesn't do anything about it. It doesn't warn you. It doesn't let you know or anything like that. And in the nine years of me being on the site, that's never happened to me ever before. So I just wanted to throw that out there in case anybody doesn't realize that that could happen because, I mean... I, uh, it didn't affect my game. I lost anyways because the other guy got the highest score in the entire league that weekend. But but it just it's never happened to me before, so I wanted to throw that out there. So if you do set your lineup like early and something happens to one of those players and you take them out, it won't let you know that hey you don't have a full sixteen man roster or whatever. Um, so I just uh, it made me think of that when you just said that, Shane. Well, that's <clears throat> I, I know another MFL thing is um you remember you used to be able to look at all your scoring on one page. Oh yeah, right. Scoring. Uh huh. Yeah, that doesn't work anymore. I couldn't find it either when I was at the convention. I was trying to find it on my phone. And I didn't do this, but a a gentleman in my league, one of my other leagues, emailed MFL to ask him what's going on. And MFL said it was these new browsers' fault. (laughs) They blamed new browsers. So (laughs) New as in Chrome or Edge or what? what? Firefox? What are you talking about? Vista. Oh, yeah, I don't use it. Yeah, no one does because it went out of style in the nineties. I was going to say, Vista. <laughs> yeah, I think they were saying it works on DOS and Vista. <laughs> and if you had, you know, these fancy new like Safari, and, he uh, said DOS. I know that's why I was cracking <laughs> up. Was the DOS part? That number like, that. Sorry, did you uh, did you try looking on Ask Jeeves? And, uh, <laughs> It's like, yeah, that, that, that doesn't work anywhere. Oh, it's I not, still have that on my Commodore 64. Hold on, let me log in. <laughs> oh, my God. So, hey, another, 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 <laughs> look, sleeper, man. I'm telling you, I'm, uh, I'm sleeper. Listen, it, it didn't affect me, uh, thankfully, but uh, it just really bothered me that it, that could happen. So that's why I wanted to throw it out there. So um, there was another injury on here. It's funny, we've kind of focused on some of the topics we're going to do for the show and we didn't finish the news. Do, do you care that... Raheem Mozart gets knocked out in the first week for Dude, what the second very, year in a row. <laughs> this poor guy always gets hurt, man. I knew uh, it, yeah. it was like, a matter of time. And it's like these just obscene, like who chips their knee cartilage? Like, who, oh. What is it? I don't even know how you do that. And I couldn't, and I couldn't find the tweet. Um, but someone shared it in one of the patron chats that I'm in, um, either ours or someone else's. I forget. Um, there was a doctor that was basically like, yeah, cart- cartilage doesn't grow back. Um, so oh, I, wow. you know, so initially they were, they were looking at eight weeks. Um, yesterday they told us, you know, eh, eight weeks today. They said, yeah, all right, he's done for the year. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh you my know. God. Tree well, sermon, missing curfew, mustered out for the he, year. And then some wild guys. Is I, that what I happened? I still don't some, know what happened with Trey Sermon. I, I don't know. I, I rumor has it that he and Ayuk missed um, curfew well, and were, were basically benched because of that. 
Well, there was a um, there was a false uh, a false uh, false uh, parody account. Uh, detective uh, detective actually oh um, called someone, and that's that's some of the uh, wording that he got that, that they missed uh, that they missed uh, curfew. But I don't know. I didn't hear anything. I thought it was crazy because you know I I thought maybe I was just not paying attention because I never mm-hmm. heard anything bad about Trey Sermon. So no, yeah, no yesterday. We I, I just went in on the, the Googles because um, Ask Jeeves was down. So I went in on the Googles and I said, Trey Sermon Camp News. And I just read every bit of camp news I could. And literally the last thing I could find was like four days ago. And they were five days ago, maybe. And they were talking about how great he was and how much practice time he got with the ones during the preseason. Um, so apparently no one in San Francisco other than Kyle, uh, I'm smarter than the room, Shanahan, um, thought that there's an issue with Trey Sermon. So good for you, Shanahan. You show them, you know, you keep producing. Who was it? Dante Pettis now, Brandon Ayuk, and Trey Sermon. You keep drafting guys early, right? And two of those guys, Dante Pettis had an excellent rookie season. Brandon Ayuk had an excellent rookie season. But for some reason, they have issues. Um, Apparently, they don't, I guess, practice up to his standards. Whatever. (laughs) Maybe. Trey Sermon will be back. He's he's a good back. He fits that system. I I think the worry for for him and, and probably IU, I mean, those is, is unwarranted, but that's just the thing. They have like, you know, 29 running backs in uh, San Francisco and they'll plug the next guy in. They have, they have plenty of backs there, but uh, Sermon is going to be up there and, and leading in carries this season, I think. But Elijah Mitchell, man, wow. He, he, he definitely didn't uh, sleep on his day. Well, I think football. I think both of what you just said, the Elijah Mitchell part and then the camp news reading up that Shane did, that kind of both goes into what we were going to talk about on the show tonight was about like the people that came out of nowhere or that surprised us and then the people that didn't perform or show up like we expected them to do. And a lot of times on week one, this is like the biggest question mark week of them all because you're based, you're going based on like Shane said, all the camp news and everything that he read. And then, you know, we may think that it's going to be this guy and then it turns out to be that guy. So uh, a lot of times, Shane, in the very beginning of the show, you talked already about people giving up already. You can't really give up after week one because week one is the biggest time to really guess a lot. Oh, I don't know. Every every league that I lost in, I'm like, I'm trash at well, this. That's I don't understand I'm... why I play this game. <laughs> oh, really? Overreacting shut, too? Shut up. Which but is I'm funny because just... I had in one <laughs> league where me and Jeremy played each other and he uh, beat me. And I was like, man, I'm terrible at this and then i looked in the other hq hey, and I'm what's like, that hey, say about me i beat jeremy i'm good at this so yeah <laughs> but see and that's I'm the other part i made you feel better <laughs> that's the other part about you having too many leagues too you know um but but oh that is funny so you guys did play against each other in two different leagues this weekend because we didn't yeah, play each other in any scores. of them yeah, <laughs> jeremy, yeah I checked, scores. hey jeremy hey, just checked I, I know I'll tell you something. I didn't even know I was playing you, Shane, but I'm glad I did. At least you didn't get beaten by Manilo in HQ1. You know you've fallen from the first year league winner to the the lows that I'm at now when Manilo crushes me in week one. I mean, I'm I'm thinking about just throwing in the towel in that league. (laughs) Oh, my God. That just hurts. All right, so you both are going against what I was trying to say about don't give up yet, but we were going to Yeah, I'm just kidding. I know you you are. Of course you are. If you did your homework all offseason, and you know Shane, this is his favorite hobby. He's he's up at night doing (laughs) this Is it really his favorite hobby? Oh, my God. And he's doing all crunching all these numbers and checking it all out. If he didn't do all that or no given that he did all that if he thinks after week one that he's a failure and he needs to go back to the drawing board what kind of you know conclusions did you draw in the offseason you have to still have faith in the conclusions that you came up with and i mean you know we're not not right about 100 percent of the things you can't be right on every player but you have to stick to your guns on that stuff well sure you, you went into it with a plan and i well, was speaking of, but wait so i wasn't taught wait but i wasn't talking about you shane specifically i was talking about the people <laughs> listening and, and, I, and, him as an and example. I know but i was gonna say because we were gonna talk about some of these players that we weren't really expecting to be so great and they were great in week one and the ones that weren't so great that didn't show up but then also 
The other side of that is to not give up yet or not freak out or does this mean anything? Just because Aaron Rodgers had like his worst performance he's ever had in in his entire career doesn't mean that the rest of the season he's going to be the worst quarterback I in the league. I don't know. I, I've been told <laughs> repeatedly that he's dead. I, I hope he is. I, I, I have purpose, said it plenty man. of times on the show that that yeah. personally I I would be fine if he went away. I'm, I'd be perfectly I fine with that. I watched Sunday night <laughs> football and I watched some other things where the analyst told me, well, now I'm really concerned because of all of his off-season off drama. Like, dude, were you worried about his off-season drama a week ago? No. You're worried about it now after one bad game. Relax, exactly. dude. But that's it's the thing. One it's, big it's, game. it's magnifying something. That's what it is. And that's the thing, too. I, I love hearing these people. Like, I heard people on the radio today saying, my season's over. I drafted uh, Devonta Adams with my first pick, and I drafted Aaron Rodgers with my third pick, and now I lost, and it's I'm over. I'm done. You know? <laughs> it's just so funny to hear people react that way after one week. I love it. I love it. And, you know, I tweet it. Uh, it wasn't even halftime, I don't think, that it's important that you get your victory laps out um, in week <laughs> one. Um, because who knows if you're going to, especially when you don't think you'll be right again the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to do. Yeah, it really is. So, but, but that said, we did have some players that we wanted to look at. Like, you know, you don't want to overreact everything, but there's definitely some things are a little scarier than others. Like, on, obviously, we're not worried about Aaron Rodgers, right? Is anyone right. worried about Aaron Rodgers? Not yet. No, 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 no of course no. not. But what I was going to ask you with this list, that's what I was going to ask you is which one of these should we really be concerned about and which one of these should we be like, oh, no, it's it's not going to it's not going to sustain or or even the other way around. Which one of these guys should we be so excited about? But uh, which other one of these guys are just a, like a one hit wonder? OK, so I'm going to go with and we, we were going to talk about this anyway um, in backfield emotions because I actually set up some uh, segments today, but we never file segments so of course let's just let's move this <laughs> elijah mitchell um of all the dudes that hit this week feels like the biggest one hit wonder to me that i've ever seen in my life um i'm, I'm doing a, a flipper stick column right now for dlf so i don't want to give away uh my conclusion on it, if you should keep him or not but let me just say i Aww. looked up i did look up um I used Stathead. I looked up the the criteria using, you know, every sixth round rookie running back that weighs less than 201 pounds ever <laughs> right. drafted in the right, history right. of football, in the history of football. Okay. Like, and um, let's just say that that list isn't good. It's not yeah. great, Bob. Um, and I actually, and then I said, you know what, maybe let's look at fantasy scoring, right? Because I looked at rushing yards and I'm like, well, it's a dimin dimin diminutive, small. He's a little back. Yeah, so diminutive, yeah. Diminutive. Backs. Let me let me add some receiving Right, right. He's that. a complimentary right. smaller guy. He's going to play. He's good, but he's not going to carry the rock a lot every game. There's no way. Right, so that sucked too. So then I was like, all right, let me just look at fantasy points. And uh, – yeah, so the best, the <laughs> best, the best, because there's a lot of guys that played like two games, mm -hmm. three games. <laughs> I'm not going to count those guys. But good old Kelvin Bryant back in uh, 1986 went on the average 11.7 fantasy points. Um, and there was good old Mike Garrett in 1966. I'm sure you guys remember him. I do. Um, <laughs> he averaged 10.4 points way back in 1996. Well, if you don't remember him, I know you remember Larry Brown in 1979. Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah, 9.79 yeah, sure. fantasy points. <laughs> so just the, the history of Elijah Mitchell's comparables is not great. Um, so I, I – and he's not a pass catcher. You know right. I mean? Elijah Mitchell is extra. He's not. He yeah. He had a great week, and all the people flocking to the waiver wire that don't already own him, picking them up, spending their money. Probably not money well spent. They have other running backs there. They only lost one. They have like five guys. I mean, really, honestly, I would rather have um, the little guy that they keep cutting and bringing on the taxi squad. Taxi squad. What? Yeah, Jamichael Hasey. Why couldn't I think of his name? I love that little dude. I would rather probably probably rather have him than Mitchell except that Mitchell now you know he's getting he's getting the carries but really in real life I just think Elijah Mitchell is what what you what you said Shane basically kind of an illusion and like, it's enjoy your week one but sorry Shane I mean Mike go ahead no I, I was gonna say it's funny that you say why can't you remember Hasty's name it's not like he's a household name but but I was gonna ask you this then Shane you look at the statistics and the numbers based on what's happened in the past but in this 
<laughs> For whatever reason, Shane's rolling his eyes cross-eyed while I'm trying to talk to him. But but isn't there? You. There's always an outlier. There's always some kind of situation yeah, that there can, can be maybe. An outlier. So, but what I'm saying is. Is somebody like Hasty, like like Jeremy just said, or any of the other people on that roster, is there anybody that's could just step in this week, or are they going to give him another shot? And because oh, of opportunity, maybe he can play out through I'm the rest sure. of the season because I'm, of opportunity. I'm sure he'll – yeah, no, he'll definitely get opportunity again. It's just that he's not going to produce. Um, <laughs> it's all, Look, he is – and I'll say this. He has elite speed, and he has elite um, burst. Like just just ninety percentile, uh, ninety plus percentile. Like he's really fast and he's really bursty, which is really good for well, basically any running back, but also for you know the, the San Francisco run blocking scheme. Um, but he's not a pass catcher. He's five ten, two hundred pounds. Um, he's going to face an underrated Eagles defense this week. That's actually pretty good at uh, run defense. So. I, I, I'd say expect to see Trey Sermon definitely sprinkled in this week and then Trey Sermon running away with that job like we thought he was going to do. Okay. Unless Kyle Shanahan just really is trying to outsmart the room. But even if he can fight off Sermon, he's still got to fight off McCasty and then Jeff Wilson when Jeff Wilson comes back. Yeah, so then there's enough there's enough mouths to feed there. So, uh, But, I mean, I, I still never liked that whole thing where somebody gets benched because they miss curfew or whatever. You know, it's like it hurts your team when you're, you... you punishment a different way punish them with like money fines or something don't don't yeah. not play them you know yeah or something you, definitely happened for those guys not to play for sure i mean there was too much stock put into them and um yeah so something something definitely was up and, and i don't think we'll have to worry about that going forward like fantasy wise but it's interesting man the running back situation this going into the season is just nutty well, Trey Sermon doesn't play special teams either, right? So that, that always plays a part in the, if, if I guess their plan might have been that Raheem Mostert was just going to get most of the work. And if that's the case, then there's no reason to bring Sermon up because then he'll just sit on the bench the whole game. Um, and maybe they decided to use the guys that do play uh, special teams. But we'll know more, right, this week. Um, if Trey Sermon's inactive again, well, then <laughs> I'm on full panic mode and uh, <laughs> right. it's Keyshawn Vaughn part two. But none of the big guys that, you know, we're thinking about that I, I'm not really concerned about most of them. I thought it was funny that poor Mike Evans was like the only guy that, like, Tom Brady was like, no, nah, I don't like you this week. Uh, no, I don't think I'm going to throw it to you. I'm going to go over here to everybody else <laughs> and just not you this week. And I'm just like, man, I mean, really, they, they, that ball got slung around some serious fantasy points. Godwin you know, old man Brown and there's Mike Evans going, guys, I'm still here. Yeah. It always hurts when that happens to me. Cause I have Evans everywhere. Um, you know, uh, the going back to the running backs though, um, there's a lot of different league scoring systems and everything like that. So everybody's league might be a little different, but on the one league that I have open right now, where I just put in the top 10 running backs for this week, it's like, there's only one name in, well, actually there's two names in that top 10 that, most people weren't really talking too much about being in the top 10, obviously in the first week. There's all the guys like Christian McCaffrey and Joe Mixon and Swift and Chubb and all that stuff. But the, at least in this league, the number three running back scoring-wise was Jamal Williams with Detroit. <laughs> oh, I know. That was one of the big surprises. Like, are you kidding me? And in PPR, he did even better. I'm like, where the hell did this guy come from? I did not expect that much in week one from the guy. I, I didn't. And they said they were going to use him. They did and they're not lying, apparently. The coach so, said, a, so now is yeah, this sustainable then? For Jamal Williams? No. Yeah. I mean, he scored – I, uh, so. I, I got to bring up his scoring, but I'm pretty sure he scored a touchdown on the ground and receiving, right? And, I mean, at the same time, yeah, could they could they give him this much action every week? Yeah. I mean, they could. They could, they could give him this many targets every week, but I don't see him scoring like this every week. No way. Well, because the funny part of it is I'm looking at this, and it's Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon, but then number three is Jamal Williams, and number four is DeAndre Swift. So the number three and the number four running back were both on the same team. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, they both saw a ton of targets, um, which honestly was interesting. And um, I guess we should have we should have seen that coming, right? Everybody was telling you, well, Amon Ross St. Brown or uh, uh, Khalif. 
Khalif right. Raymond. A little early for those guys, though, to or, be big, you know, big guys. Tyrell Williams are going to see all the targets. Um, well, actually, it was TJ Hawkinson, who I expected, um, had 10. And then between Swift and Williams, they had 20 targets. <laughs> I think – now, now, mind you, they did throw a lot, right? They threw yeah. 57 times because they were down big most of that game. Right. But I think the percentages will hold. I think Jamal Williams could easily see – you know, anywhere between four and eight passes a game, depending on how it's going. And Swift, I don't expect them to see 11, but I definitely expect them to see five to seven targets a week. Um, the, you know, maybe, and n- not so many targets, they'll probably have more rushing attempts when they're not getting their brains kicked in, um, you know, from the beginning of the game. They only had 24 total rushing attempts, 20 between uh, Williams and Swift. So, I think Swift is mostly Swift could be a running back one. Like, you know, I said this before I said this on manic and chill that I can see the path to him doing it because the Detroit receiving core is so bad. (laughs) Um, I didn't see Jamal Williams also getting this many targets, but I love it. I love that he did. But if anyone thinks that, you know, this is going to be an every week from Jamal Williams, you better cash in right now. (laughs) Well, and even the golf thing, you know, Jeremy, you mentioned how high he was in the scoring, but, but again, that goes back to the fact that they were, they were like getting killed and then they just had to throw it all over the place to try to, and they almost came back to win the game too. You know, they did. Hey, Uh, Jared Goff is no stranger to the desperation passes. I mean, we, saw him with the Rams offense. I mean, that guy may, you know, he, he was capable enough to, to keep that offense going. And he's always been, you know, a good play in, in fantasy points wise, you know, not, not the greatest quarterback, but I'm still surprised to see him at number three, right above your boy, Jameis Winston. I, I mean, seriously, like, you know, behind or not, you know, Kyler Murray. Okay. Number one, Patrick Mahomes at two, but Goff and Winston next. I mean, that's, I would never have guessed. Yeah. So just, just on that same token, I was um, I was curious because I'm a curious type of fella, <laughs> and um, I was just wondering, like, all right, well, why don't we look at who 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 was in the top twelve last year at positions just to see? Because I'm sure you know whoever was in the top twelve last year, week I'm sure one? they went on, yeah, week one. Yeah. I'm sure they went on to have great seasons, right? Jeremy, week right, one, right. Remember? No. Cam no. Newton, quarterback six, uh-huh. remember? And he ended up what? He on was the, definitely he's on the couch. Oh, okay. Never mind. Um, <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky was the QB eight. Eight. Yeah. yeah. He was on the bench. Yeah. Uh, Gardner. Well, most Minshew. of the guys in the top twelve aren't surprising, man. Gardner Minshew finished um, right outside the top twelve. Oh, oh you know he's on the bench the too. Year. Need you to know, last year. Patrick Mahomes finished as the QB fourteen in week one. Oh wow. <laughs> Matt Ryan was the QB seven. I mean, just. Whatever. Well, I mean, yeah, by oh, no man. means, you know, consider this like this is how the, the quarterbacks are going to finish this well, year, but it's just funny for week. You one. know, but the running backs, running backs are more consistent. We can usually count. Them, right? <laughs> yeah, right. So, no. You know, the, the running back for uh, last year, week one was Naheem Hines, obviously. Uh, running back five, of course. Malcolm Brown. Malcolm Brown, of course. Uh, running back six was Raheem Mostert. It's I so mean, funny. Just, these So uh, these guys were week one top guys. Last year. Wow. Last year in 2020. Yep. Yeah. That's Peyton hilarious. Barber was running back 12 yeah. week one last year. There, and then wide receiver. Uh, wide receiver at least stayed a little truer to uh, form. But there was also still the Darius Slayton, Robbie Anderson, Juju Smith-Schuster, Jamison Crowder, Sammy Watkins, Russell Gage, and Marquise. <laughs> well, Beth. Juju, Never Juju mind. Yeah. can still okay. play uh, football. So let me just give you these names then that finished in the top 12. Darius Slayton. Uh, Jamison Crowder, Sammy Watkins, Russell Gage, and Marquez Valdez Scantling oh, uh, finished yeah. in the top 12 last year at uh, week one. <laughs> so just, just breathe. I will tell you right? this. I will tell you this, Jeremy. You, I, I don't have the sound bites to pull up, but I know, was it last week or the week before, you were really touting Matthew Stafford, and uh, he looked pretty good this weekend. Yeah, first game with the team. Um, he didn't. He did not. Um, you know, let me down in fantasy points. You know, I think he was what quarterback ten maybe this week in PPR. I, something like he was definitely a, a quarterback one. And uh, I mean, I think he's one of the guys in the top the top list that could be sustained at that level because of his big arm and that offense. The combination. 
I mean, you put him on another team, maybe not, but and you know, you throw any quarterback into the Rams' offense. But I think that's a match made in heaven, really. I mean, and and you saw him deliver too to Van Jefferson. Oh, Van Jefferson, oh. he's not a deep receiver. <laughs> he, that guy can't catch the football. He he can't get deep. Like you know, okay, well, when you have Matthew Stafford throwing at nine hundred and fifty yards on the field, turns out Van Jefferson can be a deep threat. I mean, it, it's, it's uh, I think, a match made in heaven. So I'm not surprised he did that well. Jalen Hurts was a guy that I had picked uh, to do well in week one, and he did. And so that fits Shane's narrative that J- Jalen Hurts is a top-five quarterback, right? The Philly Eagle. Look, he's, I, I kept I said all offseason, and it's only week one, so let's not get too far ahead of our house. <laughs> but I did say all season, look, the guy is either going to be a, a, an elite quarterback or very bad. <laughs> really and, the extremes huh yeah he and he played a really bad defense in the falcons defense um but God. he took advantage of it and you know obviously i watched the game because i'm an eagles fan and i will say you know they run literally every play is just about rpo but they do run multiple offenses like there's just there's it's schemed really well nick seriani was actually very impressive yeah, he's good <laughs> he's very a lot of different offensive um groupings and um sets but one thing um that i've really noticed about hertz is hertz might and just off the one game, obviously, and what is a little bit of what I saw last year, dude, he runs the RPO is about as good as anyone I've ever seen. Um, not Lamar Jackson level, because um, Lamar Jackson is just unique, but he runs the RPO really well. Well, you know, there's still another running back that I wanted to talk about, but since you're gonna, since you're talking about the Eagles right now, what about some of these rookies that stepped up, including Devonta Smith? I mean, that was awesome. <laughs> Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, yeah, you know what? Look, I trashed Kenneth Gainwell pretty much every opportunity I could, um, everywhere I could. I called his uh, parents one evening and uh, actually said I didn't like him for fantasy purposes. Um, and, uh, well, uh, looks like he's the two uh, for the Eagles, and he is their two-minute back, as well as he gets some goal line touches. Uh you can't be mad because Sanders had 20 touches, right? But Gainwell had, I think, 12 opportunities, nine rushing attempts, three targets. Well, yeah, uh, you were never talking about good. Gainwell as like a lead back or anything. And, and they have Sanders. But, I mean, you know, you, you knew, too, that they weren't going to just run Sanders every single down. No, it's just but un- I, unheard of now. So, I mean, yeah. I'm not surprised Gainwell had a, a pretty good game for them. I mean, they, they, they definitely seem to want to factor him in this season – in their offense in a, in a special way. And I, I think they did it right off the bat. So I'm surprised you were so down on him, man. Yeah. As a, as a kind of combo with Sanders. I didn't, I didn't foresee Boston Scott not touching the ball at all and having yeah. zero snaps. Um, so, but yeah, weird, I mean, yeah. This, this looks like the role they want it. They've talked about, you know, using multiple backs. If you only need to use two of them that are similar stylistically, probably leaves you in a good position. And then Devonta Smith. Oh man, I mean, Devonta Smith was awesome. Very that first, tiny little fella delivered. So I'm so good. happy for him. Very first career reception is a touchdown. Um, yeah, Devonta Smith is. I, look, we, we saw it in um, you know practices and stuff and video of him just breaking dudes' ankles, and I didn't see anything on Sunday that doesn't. Like, dude's open. He's just open. They asked him when he knew he was going to score a touchdown. Um, Sunday, you know, before the play, he said, as soon as I saw it was man coverage. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go figure. A guy that gets open and has good hands can catch the football. Oh, my God, he can succeed at wide receiver. I'm happy that he did it because of all the people who said he was too small. And I'm sure, I mean, honestly, oh, he's an outlier. Is he really? I mean, he played really well at Alabama. He's been great at football for a long time. So he can't succeed in the NFL because he's a little smaller than the model that, you know, that, that you want him to be and i'm just i'm happy to see that for sure man and you know we mike um drafted him in a lot of a lot of places <laughs> that's because, why i love it, him we so talked much. about him on this show <laughs> draft devonta smith because he ended up becoming in rookie drafts an incredible value he fell so far 
I mean, we were getting him. Didn't we get him at the top of the second? I want to say. I know it was at yeah. the end of no, the first. Do you but ma- well, early no, drafts we got him at. Yeah, no, it, there there was because the, what had happened was when we talked about it. For me, at least, I had traded away most of my first round picks. I didn't have any first round picks, but then he kept falling in a lot of these drafts that I was in. So I started trading into the draft. You're right during drafts, and I was giving away picks next year to get him. And I pretty much got him like you were just saying. Normally, not the second round, but I was getting him around 9, 10, 11 is where I was getting him. Yeah. And and I just clicked on it just now. And out of the, the, the 11 leagues that I have, I have him in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 of them. Is, is yeah, the I'm guy became him. a steal. And, you know, those five quarterbacks drove the, you know, drove the wide receivers down. Exactly. And, you know, the, that- the two running backs everybody wanted to have or the three, whatever. But, you know, at... They, you know, at the top of the second, you're getting wide receivers that were first round talent wide receivers. And I know it precipitously dropped off after like pick 14 or 16. They're just, you know, there's a big giant teardrop. But the thing is, those really good wide receivers were a, were a value for us. If you if you traded into the end of the first, the top of the second, or that's where your pick was, the end of the first, you were you were in like, you know, seventh heaven because you got a great player and didn't have to do anything. Yeah. And uh, Kevin Cole, Kevin Cole. Uh, yeah, the Kevin analyst. Cole, PFF, yeah. He actually tweeted it out, um, just looking at the rookie wide receivers routes run as a percentage of team dropbacks. And Devonta Smith led all rookies with 95% uh, wow. route run. That's so awesome. Jamar Chase was right behind him, 94. Waddle, 93. Diami Brown, 92. And then it drops off a little bit to Elijah Moore and Nico Collins. But, yeah, Smith, uh, Chase, Waddle. All used a lot of badasses and speedy receivers in that list. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. and and I did see Diami Brown. I saw his name mentioned a lot on Twitter over the weekend. There was a lot of people commenting about him. Yeah, he he's a guy that I don't know how you can't love right now with uh, Curtis Samuel being out. Um, I almost don't want him to do that well. Um, the first few weeks, as long as he's getting snaps uh-huh. and he's getting routes and, and you know some targets here and there, that's that's all I want from him. But you know, people just look at box scores and go, "Well, he only had three receptions or or whatever," and then they'll think he had a bad game. But you know that that's that's not the case. He had uh, what did he have? Do, do, do. He only had yeah. Diami Brown had one reception for negative two yards on four targets. So I'm sure everyone that. That, that has Naomi Brown on their roster looked at that and went, what the f***? <laughs> oh, what did I got here? Um, but look, I mean, if he, if he dropped back, if he's running snaps on, or excuse me, running routes on 92% of the routes, that's going to change. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say the last running back that we did have on here that you also had in your backfields in motion uh, section you had was the whole Tyson Williams situation in Baltimore. You know, we we were actually live uh, last week during waivers when he was available in like every single one of our leagues. And we saw how much people paid for him in all those leagues. And Mm -hmm. it seemed to kind of pay off for them, you know, but... They did sign Latavius Murray also, and he didn't obviously play that much for week one. Look at no, the face. he played a lot in the second half, though. So here's the thing. Well, Taysom, that, okay. Taysom had a touchdown in the first half. Taysom, Tyson. Tyson. I don't know why I call him Taysom. <laughs> I don't know. You're like, you made fun Taysom of me Hill when I said it wrong last time. Tyson. You know? <laughs> Tyson. Um, he had all the run in the first half, and I was like ready to tweet out like, all right, well, I guess Murray's just expendable. But Murray got run in the second half, and Murray looked – Good and I believe Murray did score a touchdown. Did he not? Yeah, I think he did. The thing with Murray is he's not a liability in pass pro. I mean, the reason a team wants him is his ability to catch the ball. I mean, you know, he can come in and, and do some things, a vet guy, but he's not a liability in pass protection, which you saw from the young guy Tyson Williams, when basically kind of led to the Ravens losing that game with um, a missed pass protection block and, you know, the, uh, yep. the whole silly play. But that's a rook, kind of like a rookie sort of mistake, quote unquote. But that's but what I, I but, a, but what I, I was back. Latavius Murray didn't actually play well, um, but he got a lot of run in the second half. Well, but and he that, did he not score? Carries. I didn't watch the game. No. He did I, score. He did score. Okay. I thought, yeah, I thought yeah, so he only right. got two point eight a carry. 
but well, he got a lot of run in the second half. But and then okay. and that's where I was kind of going with the question before you started talking about it. My my question to you was: Are do you think it was only because he had only signed like a week before and he just got him in? Is he going to be the person say next week or the week after being the starter, or is it going to be this mixture of the two of them, or is it going to be Williams? That that's where I was going with the question when I first was asking it to you. I, I just based off of what I saw in the second half and the fact that Tyson um, had some issues in pass pro, I, I would expect this to be a little more split than people think it's going to be like 60, Agreed. 40 yeah. for Williams. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be Williams running away with it. I don't think he's this year's James Robinson as far as, you know, usage of 97% or whatever. And I think the way they run the ball and the volume at which they run it too, they're, they want, they need uh, Latavius Murray. I, I think he'll do better than he did this week. It stands to reason. He's never been terrible. Um, I, I think they, you know, that they need him. And so it's going to be someone like and to Shane's point, someone and Tyson Williams. So why not Latavius Murray? I mean, they sought him out. Um, he's a vet, a good veteran presence for them and, and he's capable. So I, I think that there's definitely going to be a split and people are going to be a little sad about Tyson Williams. I think this season that paid a lot for him, especially in yeah. some auction leagues. I think he's going <laughs> for an obscene amount right now. Well, that's what um, happened. Yeah. If you just, yeah, if you just, you look at the box score, you're like, look, dude scored a touchdown. He, had, you know, he was efficient running the ball. If you just looked at that, you're like, I've got every reason. I think he had three targets. I have every reason to be ecstatic about him. And you do. He's no Gus Edwards. Let's get real. He's no Gus Edwards. (laughs) But, you know, you have to be a little concerned that Latavius Murray came in there in the second half and got as much touch as he did. Yeah. And And the concern is still there, right, Mike? I mean, what's wrong with their field? Like, they literally literally (laughs) lost, like, multiple running backs. Justice Hill. You know, J.K. Dobbins. I mean, they keep losing guys. They're, I mean, what's wrong? I mean, are they running on the moon? What the it is hell? scary, you know. And and and, and you know, and it's, yeah. When you talk about the field, I, I mostly I was hearing people say the you know it's a curse or bad luck or whatever. But yeah, you're right. Maybe the conditions in the field is what's doing it. Um, so I did want to before we wrap up. Um, oh, I wanted to, I wanted oh. to hit one highlight. Uh-oh. One highlight. Okay. One highlight. One highlight. Yeah, it's brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Come prop up on thrivefantasy.com. Dot com. Use promo code uh, DTHQ. Yeah. DTHQ. Um, <laughs> I, I just want to give a shout out to Jacob, um, Jacob Clank, who uh, beat Kyle Senra. Um, Kyle didn't do badly. Kyle put up um, 188 points. Um, not bad at all. Unfortunately, um, uh, Jake's team put up maybe the most points I've ever seen in any fantasy league. Three hundred and twenty-three plus points. Three hundred and twenty-three points. Is that without IDP? That, yeah, that's what I was going to say, Jeremy, because yeah. I've seen five hundred and oh, yeah, some yeah, of yeah. that in IDP. But yeah, and this is, a, is start eleven, which is you know deep, but I've seen deeper, and I'm in deeper. Three hundred and twenty-three points from Jacob in HQ two HQ two. And that was the HQ uh, Listener League's beatdown of the week. My dude had no player that scored less than his lowest scoring player was DK Metcalf with 17 and a half points. That's crazy. Um, Look at that. Yeah. And he had 44.2 out of Tyreek. Yeah. When and you and get had, shouted out on the HQ for how well your team did. Both tight ends special. scored 31 points. <laughs> yes. Both tight ends, TJ Hawkinson and Darren Waller. Um, he had Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf, CD Lamb, Tyree Kill, Alvin Kamara, Josh Jacobs, Chase Edmonds, Russell Wilson, and Tom Brady. Wow. Um, and then even on his bench, he had Nelson Aguilar with 20 points because <laughs> why? I, I hope uh, he, he started that lineup in some kind of DFS tournament because that is a hell of a lineup. And uh, wow, he just absolutely, like, like I said, Kyle didn't even play that poorly his team had 180 points he would have it's probably about mid you know mid of mid mid level of the league he would have won some other games um no chance yeah wow Kyle. 150 points yeah when you start akins and sample at tight end and get two goose eggs and then james connor gives you 7.9 points yeah not not uh that's inauspicious but uh 323 out of jacob well done in an hq2 are are you afraid of this guy this season i mean yes. you manage this team for us we've given you the, all the keys to the city there absolutely frightened um he's gonna destroy us 
Um, when we have to play him, uh, my only hope is, uh, I don't want to hope for injury. I don't know what I can hope for. Maybe, (laughs) maybe games get canceled. Um, and he doesn't have anyone to take those players place because he, that team is an absolute machine right now, but on the bright side, we do have Russ who will swoon in the second half, right? We know that's going to happen. There's going to be some four point weeks from, uh, Russ and Hey, maybe Tom Brady at some point will look like a 44 year old. No, Maybe. Um, you, you know what is funny in HQ one. You know, Justin he was touting that he uh, he fi- his rebuild is finally over and he's ready yeah. to go. And he won with two hundred forty one points. But right behind yeah. him, I had two hundred thirty six, so I was only five points behind him. But part of it is all the tight end stuff. I had Waller and Gronk that both scored over thirty points in there and stuff like that. And oh I, wow! You know, so I uh, I I did not have a bad week in HQ one except for the fact that I played Justin. No, 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 no. I played Justin. I did. Yeah, he put, so, you played him. So, and it's funny. It, it, I, I lost to Justin by 40 points, putting up 192 points. That's not a good week. Well, I, I played Stompy, by the way. Hey, Stompy. And I won 236 to 98. So, yeah, anyone <laughs> with incredible. a beating pulse um, would have beaten Stompy. Yeah. Stompy's team is awful. My favorite part of this league is watching Justin and Larry compete with each other because, you know, yeah. I'm basically a bystander at this point in my career. Um, <laughs> career in HQ1 but it's also interesting because every other day actually every day Larry sends me a trade offer and then like every few days Justin sends me a trade offer and Justin gets so frustrated he revokes it straight away and and Larry's just keeps telling me dude this is a steal for you dude this is such a great deal for you because they're so desperate to beat one another they're trying to use me you know a trade with me to help them it's it's, it's classic i love it i would say justin is the prohibitive favor in that uh prohibitive favor in that league and that's what happens when your two quarterbacks are no you have no shot that's what happens i am four (laughs) points behind him what do you mean i have no Uh shot f you that's what happens when your starting quarterbacks are pat mahomes and kyler murray yeah listen Um, first of all i would have had more points if my Mike Evans would have scored more than six points, but whatever. Hey, so listen, we all would have had more points if everybody on our team scored. More I know, points. but he's going to score works. more than six. But he's going to score more than six. Whatever. And it won't matter so, because hey, he's got Pat Mahomes and Kyler Murray. We get oh, to continue this on the uh, exactly. That's what I was just going to say. Let, let's continue this on the Patreon show. Let's wrap this up. Um, wait, hey, yeah, we're going to do this on the Patreon show. So Shane, tell everybody about the patrons. Oh, we got a patron um, show. In case you weren't aware. Um, well, we have a patron account, so you get written content. Uh, you got some articles this week, which they, it's like Tuesday. I already dropped an article on you on Monday because it's how we do. Uh, we're about to go do a patron only exclusive uh, podcast. Um, plus, yeah. you know, Zoom, you know, you get the uncensored version of this podcast swag. How could you not want to be a part of the crew? Awesome. Yeah. And also check us out on iTunes at Dynasty Trades HQ. Check us out on Twitter at Dynasty Trades HQ. Also on the Flex Focus NFL app, right, Shane? Yeah. 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 Buddy of ours, um, friend of ours, friend of the show. Check us out on there. You can find us under the resources and tools. Tools. You can find us on the resources <laughs> and tools tab on the Flex. Flex Focus NFL app. Cool app. Um, check them out. They got a lot of other podcasts on there, but you just look for ours. Um, but they got a lot of other fantasy football news on there. So check out that app. Awesome. And uh, thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you guys next week. We'll All see right. you next week. Thanks for listening. We're going to record the Not Safe for Work after hours patron special. And we always have to wait till 10 o'clock because there are places on the East Coast and Eastern time that you cannot do some of the things that we do on the show before 10 p.m. We'll oh, see my you. God. Say goodbye, Shane. Bye, Shane. <laughs>